You can kick in your fancy yells. You can drink them by the flagon. But the only food for the brave and true comes from the green dragon. Having discovered the empty tombs in the High Fells, Gandalf and Radagast travel to the outskirts of the ruins of the once great fortress Dol Guldur. There, the Grey Wizard bids his companions go and seek help, willingly facing the horrors within alone. Amid the crumbling walls of the Hill of Sorcery, the Grey Wizard braces himself for whatever he might find, but the truth is worse than his direst fears. For inside gathers an orc legion of vast proportions, and swirling in the gloom coalesces the dark power in Middle-earth. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Green Dragon Podcast. We're back with a scenario spotlight, and that fantastic rendition of the fluff there was from Jeremy. Fluff? It's not... Oh, yeah, okay, this is fluff. It's this definitely is a, this fluff. Is a, yeah. 100% fluff. Yeah, yeah, well, thank you, Matt. No, you're welcome. Glad wonderfully, wonderfully orated. This is a scenario with Gandalf and with Thrain, and it is ripped straight from the movie. And the scenario is called... The Capture of the Grey Wizard. From the There and Back Again book. That book. Scenario 14 in the the Hobbit campaign series. Yes, and the fifth one in this book, I believe. Yes. Oh, is it? I want to say fifth. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I want to say it's not. Sixth. I want to say seventh. Seventh. This is the seventh scenario in the book. We're getting through them, aren't we? We are. We're ripping through them. I like these scenarios. They are great. I love the way that they've changed all of them a little bit so far, and I think... This one's brand new, isn't it? This one was not originally there. Yeah. Maybe it was drafted, who knows? Because mm. the participants look like ones that were around. Yeah, they all existed. So previously. I reckon this was on someone's tabletop on a bit of scrap paper written out and then thrown together and re-released. And I'm glad it was. Yeah, yeah. And it's clearly like uh, so much character from the actual movie. Like they've clearly mm. like made it, designed it to be very similar, even in the way that it will probably play out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, look, we normally don't do this. But have a look at the photo on the page. How cool is that? I love the colour palette in it. Yeah, the the green of the ruins with the orange backlight. Oh. Yeah, look, it's it's simple effects the way they've done. Just yeah. shine the shine the orange yellowy light on the one side of it. But the placement of the models and it's just very evocative. And it's yeah. the kind of thing that I've really aimed for when we do the little thumbnails of these scenario spotlights. So you're definitely going to see our rendition of this. Oh yeah, this of setup. Course. Probably we look we need some coloured lights, actually. I, I, um, yes, yeah. yes, we do. We need to get some. We need to up our photo values. For really. sure, yeah, yeah. We'll work on that. We, we will. Yeah. We will. Maybe not for this episode. Hopefully for this episode. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? So I like that. Um, you've already started the participants, haven't you, Matt? I uh, well, pretty much. On the good side, we have Gandalf and Thrain. Thrain the Broken. Thrain the Broken. Which, yes. ironically enough, I have not broken my Thrain model yet. Oh, that's fantastic. And <laughs> I should have. Like, have you seen how small the dagger is? Yeah. It's got it's, no it seems r- like it should just snap right off, doesn't it's it? It's got no right to yes. be alive in any way, shape, or just form. Just call him Thrain the Unbroken, then. Thrain the Unbroken. <laughs> I haven't let you... I've actually let you use it as well, haven't I? I'm sure I've picked it up at some point. Oh I've played multiple uh, versions. you played this a lot of well, times. some particular scenario at least six times, so I must have touched him at some point in there. And he's not broken. Not broken at all. Thrain the Unbroken. Train the unbroken. Maybe that's because they clarified his rules so quite substantially, so we know what happens when he doesn't pass his courage oh, yeah. test. Well, now we know exactly how he works. Don't yeah, we, we don't yeah. actually pick him up and throw him against the wall and break no. his dagger. We used to do that. Not anymore. Not in my model. My model's unbroken. No, no. We had other models. This is like the third or fourth iteration now, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. So <laughs> I'm going to go for the evil side participants. And this is actually a good 
for this book, for the There and Back Again book, this is a reasonable amount of models. Yeah, definitely. You've got the Necromancer of Dol Guldur. You've got Azog the Defiler. So, okay, you've got the most powerful models in the game. But anyway, then you've got 600 Orcs and Falwags and 1,200 Orcs. Yeah. So, two boxes, two heroes. And look, you may or may not need the Falwags on their own. Yeah, yeah. It's Honestly, you, know, you can You, you can play it without them. Yeah. It, you could just say they automatically run away, honestly. Yeah. It it's wouldn't gonna, change it too much. It's not really going to make a difference no. in this scenario. So, I, I don't even know if you need to go out and buy more. Like, no. th- those participants... Uh, and a lot of people have them around, so yeah, yeah. It, it, I know I've got a box that I've never opened, so yeah. yeah. These participants are entirely reasonable. So the layout for this scenario: mm. Gandalf has travelled travelled deep within the sinister walls of Dol Guldur, and there, amidst shifting dust and creaking stone towers, discovered the maddened Thrain. The board should be covered extensively in crumbling ruins. With as many walkways and staircases as you can muster, there should be a bridge spanning a chasm on the western board edge, providing Gandalf and Thrain with a much-needed means of escape. Now, the size of the board is two feet by three. Yes. Yeah. And which is just, interesting board size. Yeah. Look, it's interesting you say that it should be covered extensively in crumbly ruins with as many walkways and staircases. Like, you could... I. Whenever I imagine this text, have you seen an, an Escher, the picture? The yes, that's what I think of as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine there and you've, you've got, oh, what's it called? I can't remember what it's called, that one, but it's it's a famous... stair, I think, or just something yeah, like that, isn't it? Yeah. It's with the, the multiple dimensional stairs mm. and they're, they're coming out in different ways, which are impossible in our three-dimensional world. Yeah, yeah. So I imagine that sort of really mind-warping one. Honestly, the way the scenario plays... Uh, I don't know that you need as many stairways and walkways. Yeah, you don't need that much terrain at all, really. You need some terrain to block some pathways up, but honestly, it's like if you choose to have Escher-type stairways in there, you're going to make it incredibly hard for the good side. Like practically impossible. Practically impossible. If if you go to more than three dimensions, it's definitely going to be possible. Yeah, yeah. four dimensions, really tough for Thrain to get through there. Yeah, yeah. he's just, he's already broken enough. Like you wanted to deal (laughs) with four dimensional, like... Oh, geometry, it's it's, it's hard. All <laughs> it's, the hyper it's, staircases <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> yeah, oh uh, it, it's interesting that the layout that they've actually given us as well. I mean, I know it's not always like completely representative of what they're imagining, but it, it really doesn't show that much train on there. It's got a few uh, pieces that are blocking where you need to go, but it, it's not covered in terrain. Yeah, the main thing is you've got a bridge spanning a chasm at one yep. side of it. Yep. Now, we, we laid this out. We just put a whole bunch of rocks in the way to build it up because at that point when we played it, we didn't have a custom board for it. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. It mm. feels like one that, that a custom board would be well worth doing and pretty easy to do because yeah. th- this size board, when we go to our local hardware store, you can buy like MDF pre-made in this size. Mm. So it, This is one of those ones where it strikes me a lot like uh, Weathertop or um, that D- Denethor scenario yes, where yeah. it's, it's definitely worth making the actual board the way that you'd imagine it. And you, it would be good as a starting point for a Dol Guldur board. So if you yep. made this as, say, one quarter of your board and then had other pieces that join into it, I think you'd get some really yep. interesting stuff going. So you've got that key feature, that chasm bridge, which... Mm. The, you know, just to add to that, yeah, you could potentially do it somehow that the chasm areas, you can actually just put another piece in there and fill them up. Yeah. So oh, of course yeah, you could. Of so course you've you got could. a full four foot board. Yeah, yeah. You could have them so you could do jump tests over them. So you could yeah. have little port yeah. parts where you could fall to your death. You could do all oh. kinds of things on it. So yeah. yeah, absolutely. You've got some choices there, but it's a pretty flexible board layout. Yep, definitely. 
Yeah. Chasms on one side, which you could mark out like we did. We just, I just marked some rock walls that said they're impassable. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you don't have to build the board to play the scenario, obviously. Yeah. I guess the only differences would be that you could be pushed into the chasm, I guess, which we didn't think about. But I don't... Uh, did, I, I think we th- we did consider it. Or yeah. I played the scenario with Nick and we talked about it, but it never came up. It, yeah, no. It was my, never a situation where... My ones... There was probably one time where it could have happened, but it didn't. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, yeah, once you get to the chasm, you're pretty much on track. Yeah. <laughs> so, the starting positions. You need to place Gandalf the Grey and Thrain the Broken in base contact with one another and 12 inches from the eastern board edge, so opposite edge to the chasm. You then need to place Azog the Defiler and four Hunter Orcs six inches from the eastern edge. And the remaining evil models are reinforcements for later. Okay, so look at this straight away. You've placed this down and suddenly it's like dirty pants time. Like because, yeah, oh, because it's already happening. You've got a first turn, you've got Azog in charge, different distance of Gandalf Thrain. Yep. Straight up. Straight up. Yep. Straight up. But, but. But the very first special rule that we can look at here, a flash of light. Gandalf the Grey is known far and wide as the creator of thunder flashes and fireworks. As Azog and his killers close in on the Grey Wizard and his dwarven companion, Gandalf unleashes a blinding blast of light. In the first turn, all evil models on the tabletop are transfixed, just as they would be if they had been targeted by the magical power and failed to resist it. So you get one free turn to get away. Oh, yeah. And you're going to need it. You're going to need it. This is this is interesting because because they've already been transfixed. You can't then compel them and move them away this turn. That's right. Which yep. I've made mistake in at least oh, one of my playthroughs. Okay. Yeah, that was one of my ideas. Like, oh, I can move him backwards. Yeah, no, transfixed can't move anymore. No, I I tried the sorceress blast in one yep. playthrough, which obviously you can do, but uh, yeah, the no compels. Yeah, so that, that's interesting as well. I really, <laughs> the part of me really loves this story and rules intertwined. Yeah. Part of me thinks it's actually it's kind, kind of, of hard to read the scenarios. Like, yeah. Like, I wish... Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I think to some people it would be really frustrating. I don't mind it, but... I, it, I think when we first started it, we were just like, well, why don't they just come on the board on turn two? You know? Yeah. And th- there are reasons, but the main reason is story. Because that's what happened yeah. in the movie. The main reason... fair enough. Yeah, but also you get... You get a choice of magic powers for Gandalf early on. Yeah. And I don't know about you, Matt, and I'm going to go into a little bit of tactics now. Okay. My go-to was channeled terrifying aura straight up. Mm -hmm. That was my favorite by far because what it meant was that the majority of the evil force could not charge him. Yeah. And I also started off with the channeled terrifying aura on my first and second playthrough, I believe, because I really wanted to see how it would go. The other options I thought about was was the either channeled or normal strength and will on Thrain. Yep. Yep. So giving him some extra will, mm-hmm. transfixing compel totally out can't do them. Can right. you sorceress blast transfix model? Yes. Okay, so that's it. That's a good option. Yeah. But, however, there actually uh, I'll get into this now. There was a uh, negative to it that I didn't realize at the time because Azog, uh, you know what? I'll go straight into the next special rule, which this uh, affects. The general of Dol Guldur, while Azog would like to personally ensure the capture of the Grey Wizard for his master, his particular skills are needed elsewhere. If Azog moves off the board, the evil player will instead bring the Necromancer into play on any reinforcements roll of a 7+. So what I did unfortunately create was a situation where Azog was so far away from Gandalf and Thrain that he decided to just walk off the board and Nick immediately rolled a seven on the next turn and brought the Necromancer down. And then it was game over, wasn't it? It was game over from there, yep. pretty much. Nice yeah. call. <laughs> <laughs> so the Sorcerer's Blast play, not the best. 
Yeah, no, no. That it's he really does give you some some bad options, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's fascinating actually. That first turn. Yeah, very interesting. Now, one thing that you can look at, you have to test for three in the broken before priority, isn't it? Yes, and uh, I think that even includes on the initial turn. Yes. Yeah. So even on the initial turn, if he's an evil model, why not try, uh, compel him? Yeah, you might have to. Yeah, compel yeah. him, move him half speed forward. Yeah. There's 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 options there. This is yeah, it's. <laughs> None of them are great options, but there, there's definitely options. Now, let's go through the other special rules, and then we'll go through objectives, I think. Uh, yeah, well, let's, yeah, objectives straight up now. Uh, objectives. Okay, objectives. Yeah, okay. The, the good player wins the scenario if Gandalf the Grey and Thrain the Broken can escape from the Western Board Edge. The evil player wins if Gandalf is slain. In the event that Thrain is slain but Gandalf survives, the game is a draw. Yep, so very simple conditions, not so simple to achieve. Yeah, and straight away... Upon realizing that Thrain is only Courage 3, I believe, it becomes immediately apparent that this is a very difficult scenario for the good side. Look, straight away, you're relying on Thrain passing the majority of his Courage tests. Yeah, and, you know, over quite a number of play tests, we sort of realized you're going to be going for the draw most of the time as the good side if you get some bad rolls to start with. Getting Gandalf off is not impossible. It's no. it's it's actually quite doable, to be honest. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, you can if do that. it's your only objective, if you just say, yeah, I just want to get Gandalf off, you, you'll do it almost every time, I think. But what's the fun in that? No, there's no fun in Unless that. Unless you you you're playing the campaign, by all means. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. just save Gandalf. Like, and have a go at Thrain. But I would say if you get literally one bad roll with Thrain, that's it. It's over. Give up. I think one bad roll you can cope with a compel. Uh, or whatever the good equivalent is. Uh, I don't know. Even then. Only yeah, moving him right. two and a half and then Azog marching the next turn. Yeah, no. You, yeah. It's it's really, really tough. Yeah. But I, I I got two... One of the playthroughs, there was two chances for me to walk off the board with both of them. Mm-hmm. And I did have bad rolls in that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It is possible. So you can get to that point. You can so. get to that point. Um, I played extremely well. I was lucky enough that the Necromancer only came on at the end of the game instead yeah, of somewhere yeah. in the middle. Um, I was lucky enough that I was able to to have Azog fail some of the spells I used against him. Yeah. But it wasn't easy. No. no. I got to a situation where I had Gandalf and Thrain within, I'd say, eight inches, and then the Necromancer came down in front of them. Yeah. So, and you know what? The scenario was really designed that way, and that's what happens in the movie, and I've said this a few times now. It is clearly designed so that the Necromancer will actually appear on the bridge in front of them if you are getting really close to getting them off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, that's just it's so frustrating when that happens. It's a real kick in the teeth, yeah. <laughs> I was lucky enough that I was far enough with Gandalf that I made it so I couldn't deploy the Necromancer. Nice, yeah. If so, you can get onto the bridge already, yeah, yeah. Yep. But uh, I, yeah, I was one turn away from the bridge and plop, down he goes. Yeah, the problem is that with the chasm there, you can just dart off nearby and then start spelling you anyway, so... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That, that's Look, once he's on, it's almost game over at that point. It's pretty much impossible, yeah. You'd have to get extremely lucky. Um, Gandalf can, can smash the bridge down. Yeah, that's a cool little rule. Uh, on a, is, What is it, a 4+. plus During the move phase, while he's on the bridge, he may attempt to smite it. Roll a d6 on a 4+. plus. He has blasted out a section of stonework directly behind his base. Uh, one inch wide fissure. Models wishing to pass this gap will need to pass a jump test. So, again, I think this was in the movie. I think yeah. he did the same thing, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, this this is a good way of doing it. I will have to re- re- reread the rules about jump test if you can't actually make it over and fit in. Is it mm, I mean, or something? I'm yeah, not no, sure. I don't think you can try and jump into a space where you can't actually fit. fit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so there's, there's some interesting options for Gandalf, and that might be the way to win yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the idea of that, then, is if the Necromancer has come down in front of you, yeah. or... 
Because I, I don't know, you, you might do it if you're just very close to the end and there is no necromancer. I mean, that's definitely I'm helpful. honestly happy if they if you make it so you can't jump, you can't jump. Because the necromancer's yeah. got some compels. So they, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can move you and make gaps for it. So I'm, I'm okay with that being in the good's favor. Yeah, no, um, fair enough. The trouble is Something got, has to be in the scenario. <laughs> trouble is you've got to roll the four plus to get the... That's right, yeah. It's like... It's really stacked against them, isn't it? And, oh, it's so know, tough. There's a little designer's note, and we'll get to that as well. Um, is What haven't we read yet? Uh, the reinforcements. reinforcements. Okay. So the legions of Dolgodur. At Azog's bellowed command, the orcs and felwags within Dolgodur swarm into battle. Each turn, the evil player should roll 2d6 and consult the following table to see what reinforcements are available. Models that enter play do so following the normal rules for reinforcements and may do so from any point along the northern, southern, or eastern board edges. So that is all the ones that don't have the chasm, except for the necromancer who may be placed anywhere on the board as long as it is more than three inches from Gandalf and Thrain. So as we were saying, yes. uh, Jeremy was far enough ahead that the necromancer couldn't actually drop onto the yeah, bridge. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But I unfortunately was not, and he just dropped right in front of me and blocked the whole thing. So that's a very unfortunate situation to be in. Absolutely. And the, the reinforcements, it's very scary as a good player because they're bringing on, on a roll, they can potentially bring on the Necromancer at any time. Like yep. if they get the double six, they've got it. On a lucky roll, that's game over. But <laughs> even worse, Turn one. if they get some of the D3 Hunter Orcs or D3 Hunter Orcs and Falwags, if you roll that and there's none left in your reinforcement pile, so if mainly if your six Hunter Orcs and Falwags are on the table, you get the Necromancer already, automatically. Yep, that's right. So the Necromancer is likely to come down in this scenario at some point. So what I recommend doing there, if you get close to having all the Thalwags on the board, kill one. Yeah, yeah. Sorcerer's Blast. Blast. Yeah, just do something. Get mm. get get one out of there. Because if you ever get up to, say, five on the table, you're pretty much sure the Necromancer is going to show up again. And it, it is yeah. it is well, practically game over at that point. If you can, Sorcerer's Blast him into Azog or something like that and try and knock him over. Yep. But, but do something... Maybe even you compel, gotta do something. compel it forward, charge, heroic combat, something. Yeah. And the the other thing is, and honestly, uh, I don't know if it occurred for you, but that that situation never actually occurred for me. Oh, I really? never got to, to the me. max in That's how Necromancer was coming on. Oh wow, okay, that's interesting. Because because I had the channel terror up, um, I could comfortably move Gandalf without getting charged. Yeah, yeah. So and if they did come near me, I just compelled them out of the way or charged okay. one or yeah. did did some stuff to maneuver them around. Mm. So. That was the main threat. So it was all about stopping Azor getting into combat with me. Yeah. And using the terror to prevent the others coming against me. and trying. I must to... have got a little unlucky because Nick always managed to charge me. With three dice, it's really hard. Yeah. Even, you have to be then, lucky. Yeah. Because I had Azor fail against me. Yeah, so once. did I, yeah. But somehow the Hunter Rocks on Felwag were getting in. So Yeah. But did you ever win this as a good player? No. No. Did Nick I, win as a good player? I don't think. I, uh, neither of us got Gandalf off at all. Okay, I, I I got very close, but yeah. I had the point where I could have got Gandalf off simply. So yeah. I could have got the draw, but I chose not to to get Thrain off. To try off. and get Thrain off. I was, one of the games, the best I did was I had two chances to, if I got priority or yeah. if something happened, I would have got them off. Okay. And yeah, I yeah. failed both times, but it was it was two times a roll. Yeah. Very tough for the good player. Very, very difficult. And I mean, we don't need, really need to go through the reinforcement table, but essentially you're no. bringing no, back not really. the, the Hunter Orcs and the Felwags. 12 for the Necromancer. The designer's note. Gandalf's adventuring ways have finally put him in a situation even one as wise and powerful as he might be hard-pressed to triumph over. Winning for the good side is exceedingly hard in this scenario, but not impossible. Gandalf could probably escape if he forsook Thrain. For the evil player, the difficult choice is in whether they keep Azog on the board 
or rush to bring the necromancer into play. In our experience, it is fun both ways. And in my experience too, yeah. The best part about the scenario was how long do you reckon it played for? 20 minutes? 20 minutes tops. 20 yeah. minutes, half an hour of you like teasing each other. That's a long game. Stuff. Yeah, that, that's that was, mucking around. <laughs> and look, I think the one that I almost won, it went for about half an hour. Yeah. And yeah. that was because I just survived for, for a long time. Yeah. It was an incredibly fun scenario. It was. It yeah. was really fun. As long as you go in not being demoralized if you can't win the good side. Yeah, you just need to accept the fact that you're going to have one of those bad games every now and then where Thrain's just not going to pass a single courage test. And look, if Thrain's failing them early on, it just becomes leg Gandalf off. Yeah, just let him go. Let camp him behind the bridge it. and then sit there one turn away from the board edge. As soon as the necromancer comes on, jump off the board. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So. And you never know. Maybe you'll get a bit lucky and you'll roll that double six for Thrain or something and he'll kill Azog somehow. <laughs> yeah. Because why not? <laughs> I regularly roll the doubles to pass a Thrain. Yeah. But it was always in like the first turn or one where there's not really? going to be in combat. Oh. Yes. yes. I never got it. I don't think I got it once. I never got to use it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I only ever got it when I wasn't in combat. Oh. So um, there was one little interesting uh, sort of, not a loophole, but... An interesting use of the rules that we discovered. Yes. Whereby uh, Gandalf can strengthen will Thrain. Yes, yes. And if he does roll a double three, we believe that you can uh, use his will point to pass it, get up to a seven and pass that courage test. Yes. And technically you have rolled a double and yes. pass. So David was right onto this. And yeah. what, what, his, what his conclusion was, was that what you roll is what you count for in terms of the double. Mm-hmm. So if you roll a double, that that's a double. Yeah. If you don't roll a double, it is not a double. Right. But you can modify your courage, he said, in order to get the test passed. Yeah. So basically what that means is the opportunistic time is the double three. The double three. Which yeah. happens, of course, one in 36 times. Exactly. So the one in... Precisely one in 36. Yep. 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 No, it took me ages to work that one out. 35 double rolls, exactly one. So when that, when that happens and you've strengthened will, increase it by one. Yep. You've got the double. There's the double pass. You roll the double and you have passed the courage test. That's right. So Thrain becomes incredibly powerful and suddenly not in combat for the turn. But yes, you've yeah, got a I, I think, case. yeah. So where we're going with this, in addition to that, you can't roll a three and a four and then you say, oh, I'm willing the three up to a four yeah, that's and right. say that's a double. That It doesn't work that way. No, no, so you can't change one of them into a double score. You've got to... It has to be a roll of a double and then, and then and a, pass, have to have a pass, which you yeah. can use the will to increase the pass. Yes. Yeah. It has to, yes, to increase the pass, which is, which is okay. So one option, instead of doing the channel terror on the first turn, you can potentially do a strength and will. You could do that second turn, mm. whatever. I, I think even a channeled strength and will could be a really interesting option. It's one that I didn't try, but uh, yeah, might it, try it, it out. Definitely, if your tactic's about getting Thrain to pass it and you think that Gandalf can survive without a lot of might, do it. Yep. Do it. I still think the terror is well worth it when you get a chance because mm. I think the Gandalf's gone if he gets bogged down in Hunter Orcs. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't yeah. have any terror, you're going to be bogged down in Hunter Orcs. I, I'm imagining a turn in... Okay, so you do your standard, uh, you heroic channel your terror first turn. Uh, Thrain has passed the first turn, no problem. Gets to the end of the board. Uh, sorry, so they both move up. Your opponent rolls poorly for their reinforcements, maybe only gets one Hunter Orc or something like that. And then you're in a situation where... Uh, and then Thrain again has to pass it because otherwise, you know, you're in that situation again where he's evil again. But at that point, if he does pass that second courage test and you're in a perfect position, you can go, hmm, maybe I could channel this strength and will. He'll be able to pass, hopefully, all of his other courage tests. I could actually get him off the board. 
Yep. Or even just an unchanneled strength and will, just the one point might yeah. be enough. Yeah. Like that, it does increase your chances of passing substantially. It's mm. a good good increase. Yeah. So it may be worth doing instead of the compels, transfix or sources price against Azog that he's probably gonna resist anyway. Yeah. So it, it, there's lots of options in this scenario. Try them all. Try them. It's worth putting yeah. together, I think. It's this definitely one. worth uh yeah, trying out different things in this one. You need to have a specific mindset for this one, though, and I think this is the kind of one that if Kylie was on, she would probably say she uh, she might she might like it, she might not, because Thrain's roles do play the majority of this scenario, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it you know it it definitely changes it whether it's going to be a potential win for one side or it's just going to be a draw, or it's going to yeah. be straight out lost. Like if, yeah, if, yeah, I would say that if you do if it's really bad, if yeah. you do two fails from Thrain in a row, you're probably going to lose the scenario straight yeah, out. Yeah, fair call. Yeah. I think you can ho- cope with one in a row. Well, that's, that's if you're still trying to get him off with Gandalf. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. If you're playing for you a win, just you're not going to win. Yeah. yeah. So because of the size of the scenario, I say it's worth putting together. Yep. I think if this was like a massive scenario with like 50 moles aside and then it was this lopsided, I think you'd probably be disappointed. Yeah, true. But, but it doesn't, it do, it's not that. Because it's yeah. a 20 to 30 minute investment with a small number of models, I think it's well worth playing. Yep, for sure. I'm actually going to bring this one out for some some demo games as well. I think I think it's going to be fun for that, um, especially if we give maybe the less experienced player. Oh, I don't know. It's probably frustrating having the evil player. It might be a demo game rather than a, a trial game. So yeah, I think I think it'd be working better. Get experienced players get experience to play players and yeah. show how this is how the game works. Explaining yeah. what you're doing. Now I'm going to cast the magic power. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably the way to do it rather than participation. But it's good fun. You could yeah. get a really nice board as well. Mm. Great scenario. We both enjoyed it. And uh, thanks for listening. Trap Swing Games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.